Praise God. I'd like to welcome everyone today, especially if you're a guest. We're so glad to have you in our service today. If this is your first or your second time with us, we invite you to stop by our welcome area in the back of the sanctuary. After service, we have a small token of appreciation to give you for being here with us today. If you're watching us online, wherever you're joining us from, pray that you are blessed by this service today as well. Amen. Revelation chapter 2. I've had a number of times where my message and the singing flowed together extremely well. But today is the first that that the uh, pre-offering um, sermonette flows so well. <laughs> so Revelation chapter 2, what a, what a deep presence of the Lord in this place and I, I I don't know about you, but I, I don't, actually, I'll, let me, I'll back up. I, I like cotton candy. I do, I like candy. Noah, Noah, my nephew, said to me the other day, just kind of out of the blue, he's, he's five years old, he said, my dad said you love candy. I said, well, your dad is absolutely correct. I do. And I like cotton candy. I go to a ball game, chances are I'm going to get some cotton candy or I'm going to make sure somebody else gets some that I can pick off of. But there, there's just, if you've had it, you know, there's just nothing to it. I like whipped cream. I, I like whipped cream on top of a lot of things. And I've been known a time or two to do like others do and just open my mouth and spray it in. But there's just, there's nothing to it. And I'm not interested in a religion that's fluff. I was thinking as the lovely lady leading this morning, making the opening comments, is my wonderful wife. And as we began to sing those songs, I was thinking... You know, there, there, I love, there's a lot, I love, I love a variety of Christian songs and music. But chances are, not many places you're going to hear today, whatever it takes to draw closer to you, Lord. That's, I'll trade sunshine for rain. And, Cause we're not really interested, we're just interested in what we can get out of Him just kind of interested in the bishop said it during call to war and I, I I agree with him probably some of you may not but there's nobody that ever got married that was in love at best you were in like because until you've had some challenges and difficulties you don't know what love is And I'm not here today because I like Jesus, although I do. But I'm here because I love Him. And that hasn't always been an easy thing. 
There's been some pain and suffering. I hate to admit it, but not every day in 25 plus years of marriage have I just felt deeply in love. But I made a commitment and love is what got me through. So there, I, I don't know, there's just, I, I, I've been doing this for a long time and still at times you feel pressure to just, we got to move on. And if you're a guest, this is your first time in a apostolic church, hopefully we're different. We're not, we don't set out to just try to be different, but hopefully we're different. So we're not here just trying to click off a program and a ritual and be able to say we had church, but we're here to experience the presence of God and the working of the Spirit of God. Revelation chapter 2, I'm going to start with verse number 1. Before I do that, just to give you a little bit of context, if you're not familiar with it, these first several chapters of the book of Revelation the Spirit of the Lord is addressing seven different churches. And so we are reading about one of these messages to one of the seven churches, chapter 2 and starting with verse number 1. He says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works and thy patience. Or I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience. And how you can't bear them which are evil. And you have tried them which say they are apostles and are not. And are has, and has found them liars. And has borne and has patience for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted these these two verses are essentially some very positive complimentary things that he is saying to them about them you're you're a you're a you're a you're a dedicated committed group you don't just put up with stuff you don't mess around you've got some really great qualities you don't you don't just accept everybody that comes and says they're an apostle you try and make sure that's the case you've you've had patience for my name's sake you've labored you've you haven't given up you haven't fainted you've you've got all those great things but verse 4 he says nevertheless i have somewhat against thee all of that good is going for you, but here's something I have against you. You have left your first love. You have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent father thank you for your presence we feel in this place today thank you for the privilege of being in your presence thank you for what you've already done in this service how you've already ministered here today and i pray god now that through your word your spirit would continue to minister 
pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts today, that we would have ears to hear what you would have to say. I trust you again today, Lord, for your anointing. I pray again today, Father, that this would not be a sermon to just take up time in this service, but you would let me be a messenger that would deliver a message from you. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The Amplified Bible says, verse 4 and 5, this way, But I have this one charge to make against you, that you have left or abandoned the love that you had at first. You have deserted me, your first love. Remember then from what heights you have fallen. Repent, changing the inner man to meet God's will and do the works you did previously when you first, when first you knew the Lord or else I will visit you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you change your mind and repent. The message Bible says it like this, verse four, but you walked away from your first love. Why? What's going on with you anyway? Do you have any idea how far you've fallen? A Lucifer fall. Turn back. Recover your dear early love. No time to waste for I'm well on my way to removing your light from the golden circle. Again, he compliments them for their dedication, their commitment, their stability. There was no rebuke or reproof of those things. He was not challenging them to say, you know what, your, 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 your steadfastness is lacking, your consistency is lacking, your, your, I, I think one of the words that comes to mind in the context of what is being said in these, in these two verses is your, your toughness. <laughs> You're able to put up with some stuff and you, you keep going. You're kind of like a good old Timex watch. You kind of take a licking and keep on ticking. He wasn't rebuking them for those things and neither was he challenging them that you, you gotta get, you know, you need to, you need to suck it up and get these things back to where they need to be. That's not what the challenge was or that's not what the rebuke was at all. The rebuke was you've left your first love. You've left your first love. I, I was driving last Sunday evening up to Baltimore to preach at Abundant Life Church as a part of their anniversary celebration and I was I think I was on route 10 at this point, but I was, I was checking my watch and I was checking, uh, I was kind of guesstimating in my mind what time I would get there. And, and this, this thought hit me as I was kind of processing that in my mind. We, we often determine lateness by when you arrive. Church starts at 10, you get here at 1020, you're, you're late. Work starts at 8.30 a.m., you show up at 8.45, you're, you're late. But the thought that hit me was lateness is really not determined by arrival. Lateness is determined by your departure. 
You're not late because you got there late. You're late because you started late. <laughs> we, you, we, we leave late, but we don't consider ourselves late yet. We consider when we get there late. No, when you departed, you were late. Your departure determined your lateness, not your arrival. Anybody ever, you don't have to respond outwardly if you just want to respond inwardly, but anybody ever thought, how did I get here? How did I end up here? Anybody been in some financial situations? How did I get here? I, I didn't expect to be here. Chances are, it's not about here. You gotta wind the clock back. You gotta wind the calendar back to get to the point at which you begin to depart. You, you kept doing the right things. You kept checking off the, the checklist of duty and obligations, but somewhere along the way there was something that got lost. You lost your Love, Sister Day came to me a couple of services ago. I forget if it was a Sunday morning night or a Thursday night, but she came to me and, and, and shared along these lines. Brother Wright, when I got the Holy Ghost and I got baptized, I just went and I told people. Nobody had to tell her. Nobody had to instruct her. Why? Because she had fallen in love. She had fallen in love. And so time goes on. 2020, we celebrated in May. 25 years of marriage. 25 years. There, there's often a need for a second honeymoon. And then there's probably a need for a third honeymoon. And the longer you're married, you may get up to 15 or 20 honeymoons. <laughs> The idea is we need to go back to where we were. I know there's some things we don't want to go back to. I know there's some places we don't want to revisit. But the Lord said to the church at Ephesus, there's some place I want you to go back to. I want you to go back to the first love. I, I, I was born and raised in this. If you're a guest here today, my parents came to this town in 1970 to start this church. This is all I've known. This is what I've known all my life. I, so I, I didn't have the experience that some of you had as an adult coming to an apostolic church and receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, having lived a life of sin and, and all of that. And, 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 and I'm not, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Why am I saying that? I know now. How, how many of you, when you when you when you got the Holy Ghost and got baptized, how many of you was your life pretty much a mess? Look at that. There's, of course, if you excuse the grammar, but if you ain't saved, your life's a mess. But but I but you you got my point. Now, this this is not a trick question. You got my I, I'm. A bunch of you just raise your hand that your life was a mess. 
And I don't think you were meaning just simply that you didn't know Jesus. You, you mean your circumstances. Maybe some of you it was family. How many of you, when you got saved, your, your family at that point was a mess? How many of you still, no, never mind. <laughs> How many of you, your finances were a mess when you got, how many of you were, were, were your, your, your health was a mess? Yeah. Life was a mess. How many of you, when you got the Holy Ghost and got baptized in Jesus' name and walked out of the building or wherever that was that happened, that everything was perfect? How many of you was your family still a mess? How many of you were your finances still a mess? How many of you were still sick? Yeah. Not all that changed, but what changed was... I fell in love with Jesus. I know it's, this isn't the case, but just let me say it the way we're used to saying it, because Jesus was never lost, but the way we often say it is, I found Jesus. <laughs> and that was all that I needed. It's kind of amazing to me, at 25 years of marriage, we've been blessed with a lovely home, we drive nice vehicles, we wear decent clothes, we're compared to where we started. 25 years ago when we got married, when we came back from our honeymoon, we spent the first couple of weeks, I think it was, in my bedroom. That makes you feel like a real man there. <laughs> Get married, go on your honeymoon, and come back to your bedroom. And the reason we came back there is because, thanks to the graciousness of my parents who were building a new house, they were building an in-law apartment in that new house, and, and it wasn't ready yet. And so then it got ready, but, you know, we really stepped up. We went from my old bedroom to an apartment in my parents' house. But you know what? I don't, I don't remember any of that really mattered. Really mattered because we were in love. I, we, we both drive very, very good cars. I, I remember the first couple of years of marriage. I, my my brother, who's nine, basically nine years younger than me. I was I was in my early twenties. He and I took a Greyhound bus down to Alabama. Got stuck in the back seat right by the bathroom. I think it took us eighteen twenty hours to get there, and I and I and I purchased. I'm sure she probably didn't charge me what she paid for it, but I bought a 1987 Toyota pickup from my grandmother, and I drove home turning the dial, trying to find a station to listen to. That, that's a long way from that pickup to what I drive now. And isn't it amazing that we get blessed and God adds to our lives and we get more miserable. We get bigger and better and nicer, but we get less happy because we are not as in love as we were. 
But if somehow you and I can get back to our first love, religion is not my first love, church is not my first love, ministry is not my first love, what I do is not my first love, my commitment and dedication to a church is not my first love, but more than ever before, Lord, I love you. And if I can't really sing more than ever before, Lord, I love you, then help me get to the place where I can say, more than ever before, Lord, I love you. It's a story in the scripture, story about Jesus. In fact, between his birth and when he shows up on the scene and John the Baptist announces who he is. This is really the only glimpse of Jesus that we get. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 40. It says, The child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover and When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child of the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother did what? They knew not of it. Joseph and Mary leave but don't know that Jesus has tarried. But they supposing, they supposing him to have been in the company went a day's journey and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance and when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. We Suppose there is a great danger in supposing. I suppose that Jesus is with me. I suppose that Jesus is here. They traveled a whole day before they realized he's not here. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou, hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. How could you do this to us? If you've been, if you're a parent and you've ever had that experience of misplacing a child, losing a child, or the child losing you, we went through that stage. (laughs) I think Timothy was the one that did it the most, but you'd get in a store. You'd get in a clothing department, and he thought it was just the best thing in the world to get inside the rack of clothes. 
and hide. And the panic that set in because you can't find your child. And then when you find him and everything is okay, there is a tender moment. Because I found you and you really are okay. There may be a tear or two that gets shed because I was so panicked that I had lost you, but now I have you. You know where I'm going. Because shortly followed by that moment of affection, there is another emotion that takes over. Do not ever do that again. Now that we've established I love you and I'm thankful I didn't lose you, I'm now mad at you. Do you know what you just did to me? We're a little bit sorrowed because we couldn't find you. But now that we found you and everything is okay, how could you do that to us? I just can imagine Jesus kind of saying, I never left. I never went anywhere. I'm right where I was when you left me. We kind of do the same thing in 2017. We go a day without realizing I've had no connection and no communication and no fellowship with Jesus. And I suddenly realize I'm on my own. You want to know where to find him? Find him right where you left him. You want to know where he is? He's right where you left him. I've come to preach to some people today. You're searching here and there and you're looking at this and you're looking for that. But I've come to tell you, you just need to go back to where you started. I need you to go back to your first love. It's amazing to me that when my wife and I's relationship is not quite where it needs to be, how much can annoy each other? How much, how many things can annoy us? How many little things can be an issue? Last year I spent several weeks Pretty much sitting her on my back, sick. She never one time complained about the trash then. I never heard one moment of agitation because the trash didn't go out. Because she was so much in love with me and cared about me so much in my condition, and especially when we didn't know what was wrong. All that other stuff didn't matter. Now if the trash has to go out and one of my sons nor I haven't done that, there's a lot of times 
You know, it's kind of like one of those old declarations. Hear ye, hear ye. I'm picking on her because I, I never get annoyed with her. <laughs> the little things, the little things, the little things that become a bother and the little things that become an annoyance because we've left our first love. We've, we've, we've left our first love. We got to go back. There's an old song that says, take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, where I first believe. You don't have to try to find it and play it. it good. Take me back. Take me back. Take me back when all the little annoyances that now bothered me, bother me, don't, didn't bother me. Take me back to where the big things the big things. It's amazing when you're really in love, the big things don't bother you. But when you get out of love, the little things do. I probably have a lot less problems today in comparison to other times in my life and yet find myself too many times griping about these Minor things. I, I think, you know something, I don't want to get into politics this morning because I don't want to, I don't, I don't purposely desire to make anybody mad, but I, there's a lot of people that need to take a trip overseas. I don't mean permanently. There's a lot of people griping and complaining and whining and criticizing this country that have never been anywhere else. I, I, there, there's people here that have served in the military and you've got worse stories than mine, but I'll just have to, I, all I have is mine. I, I've been places, I, I've been in villages where there was only electricity two times a day for two hours at a time. I, I've been in villages in the Amazon where bathing was a coconut shell in which you dip water out of a, out of a tank of water. And that's, that's minor stuff. We got people griping and complaining about everything in this country and they've never been anywhere else. Let me tell you something. Go someplace else for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and you'll come home realizing, you know what, this place is so far from perfect, but it's also got some pretty good stuff going for it. Every now and then we need to go back not only to where we started, but we also need to be reminded of where He has brought us from. And in spite of some things we don't have and things that may not be going the way we want them to go, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. 
find it pretty amazing that, I mean, you would think that God would just be content and happy of all of their dedication and commitment, their fervency that was demonstrated through their faith and their actions, and yet he says, I, I still, I got a little something against you. Got a little something that's bothering me. You've left your first love. You've left your first passion. You, you've left the way you were when we first met. I want you to remember where you came from. I want you to remember what it was like. I want you to go back to how it was because if you don't, notice what he says, if you don't do that, I'm not going to get all into the depths of the theology of it for the sake of time here this morning, but he says if you, if you don't do that, I'm going to remove the candlestick. I'm, I'm going to remove, if I could put it this way, I'm going to remove the life. Wait a minute, Lord, we're, we're, we're doing all of these things and yet you say there's an issue and you're going to, you're going to do something as sort of a form of punishment, if you will, because we've left our first love. It's a song we sing every now and then. It says, falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus is one of the nicest things I've done. One of the loveliest things that's happened in my life. No, 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 no. The song says falling in love with Jesus is the best thing. The best thing. Oh, I wonder if I got anybody here today that that's the way you still feel. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that I have ever done. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing in all of my life. I just turned 46 years old on Thursday. If my dad was here, he'd now be saying you're in your 47th year, but I, la, 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 I just turned 46 and there's been a lot of great things that I've been blessed to experience, a lot of great places I've been blessed to go, a lot of great things I've been blessed to do, but falling in love with Jesus Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that I've ever done. It's the best thing. Oh, if you get a new job, you get a raise, that'll last for a little while, but then you're going to decide, you know what, I, I still need more. If you get a new car, it's not going to be too long before somebody comes along and you get a scratch, you get a ding, you realize it's all temporal. There's a, you can go on it. I, I, I could, I mean, it, it seems like yesterday for our, our 25th anniversary, we took a road trip out to California. Oh, we not out to California. We flew out to California and took the road trip down the coast 
and I mean months in advance of that I was doing the planning and the preparation I was I was I was reserving the hotel rooms and I was looking forward to it and I can remember several months ago the excitement with which I was looking forward to that trip most importantly just to be with my wonderful wife of 25 years and it's gone it's nothing more than a memory it's a blur it's gone if all I'm doing is living for events, I've gotta, I've gotta constantly be finding the next event and the, the next excitement. I, I was sitting, I, I went to, to one of Hope's, that's my brother's daughter, one of his daughters, volleyball game. She's in fifth grade, right? I think fifth grade, and she's, she played the team. It's a small school, and, and so the team is actually, it's a varsity team, and as a fifth grader, she's on a team that goes all the way up through twelfth grade, and, and I was, went to one of her games, and, and the other team they had, fortunately, they were kind of matched up age-wise, but it was the other team had seven players, and so one, one little girl was on the bench. And I thought how classic this was, because you look down and she wasn't in the game, and guess what she was doing? I want to take a stab at it. Any guesses? No guesses? Her team is playing. Her team's on the court. She's on the bench. I thought, that's 2017 for you. It's funny to me, if you go to a sporting event, it's there's as much... We, we go to, I, I, I go to a lot of Navy football games, home games, and I mean, if, if there's not a play, if there's not actually a play going on the field, there's something on the screen. There's a video, there's there, there's a, they do this, they got a couple things they do every game. At one point there's this, they got three crabs and they're different color crabs and they, they race across a, of the field and, and I mean, grown, educated, Men, people with doctorates are sitting there cheering for a digital green crab. And when they pick the crab that loses, they like, you hear the sigh and the moans. Oh, man. Then they got the one where they got, I think it's football helmets, and they got balling, and then they shift them all around. Everybody's sitting there and picks which helmet the football's under. There, there's no just sitting. It's constant. That, that was part of, I think, what I felt here a few more, a few moments ago in this service. We don't know how to. don't know how to be still we, we got to be going I wonder if they forgot their first love and didn't know they forgot their first love because they were so busy doing and going that they weren't aware I'm really not in love anymore I'm really I'm really not in love anymore. 
If you're a guest today, this might be a really strange message, I guess, compared to what you're used to, but, but if I could, if I could explain it this way, this, this is, this is, I'm not saying sometimes we don't fall into a trap of being religious. But this is not about religion. This is about a relationship. This is about a, a relationship. I, I got married 25 plus years ago. I stood at an altar and made vows. We made commitments to each other. But, 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 but that's, that's kind of like religion. That's not what's got me to 25 years. What's got me to 25 plus years is a relationship. It's a relationship that I, I, I don't, I, I, there's a, I got a lot of people here I love dearly and a lot of you are, are very, very good friends here today. Those of you that aren't, it's just cause I haven't had a chance to really be around you. It's not about liking somebody more than somebody else, but there's, there's nobody, nobody in the whole world that I would rather be with than her. Nobody. I don't understand, and if you're one of them, I, I don't know about you, and I'm not picking on you, but I don't understand couples that feel like they need a break from each other. They got like annual trips that they go separate ways. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. I, 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 there's a lot of times I've been, I've been overseas, and I've been in a great opportunity, ministry opportunity and experience, and, 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 and I'm, 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 I'm not really in the moment because I'm longing to be back home with the one that I'm closest to. That's not, that's not because of the institution of marriage. It's because of a relationship. And I'm not here today. Yeah, there's some days I gotta admit, I just go through the motions. There's, there's, there's probably not a person here that at some point you don't just kinda go through the motions of your walk with God, but I don't stick it out because I'm just going through the motions. I, I, I may get a little, it, it may wane a little bit from time to time, but, but I'm here not because of religion, but I'm here because of a relationship. I'm here because of the one that knows me better than anybody else. There is nobody in this room, there's nobody, there's no human being, absolutely no human being in this world that knows me any better than she does. There's nobody that knows my idiosyncrasies any better than she, there's nobody that knows my weaknesses any better than she does. And she loves me deeply in spite of Everything she knows about me. That is so overwhelming. But, but the problem is, as much as she knows me, she does not know everything about me. She doesn't know. She, there's a lot of times she does read my mind. And I read hers. There are times that Situation will happen and I'll say something. The exact words with the exact inflection that she would say it. 
and vice versa. But then there are things that go on up here that she never knows. She never hears. She's not aware of. Not only does he see all of my actions. Not only is he aware of everything I do. Not only is he aware of everything I say. But unlike any other person in the world, he knows everything that goes on up here. There's not a person in this room that at some point, at least one time, you haven't had something go on up here that you would be totally ashamed or embarrassed for somebody else to know. And yet he knows it and has heard it. And in spite of that, he loves me. He loves me. I don't know how I could do any less than to love him back. But I know that sometimes in my weaknesses and in my struggles, I don't always love him like I really should. I think I preached to some people today that like the church at Ephesus, if you were to get down... If you were to get out your checklist, you could go through and I do that. I got that. I'm okay there. I can mark that off. I'm good here. Got that taken care of. I'm good. But the Lord is saying to you and I today, I got, I got one more thing. I got one more just one more thing I want you to go back to your first love I want you to go back to your first love if you would if you don't mind would you just close your eyes right where you are What is it today that you've been so distracted with? What is it today that's been such an annoyance and a frustration in your life that as simple as it sounds, if you could just go back to your first love. If you could just get back to where you were when you first fell in love with him that so many of those things that seem to be such a big deal would fade away maybe you're here today and you would you would have to say preacher I, I don't think I've ever really fallen in love with Jesus so how can I go back to something I, I never had before so my invitation to you today is what a great day to fall in love with Jesus And then you can be able to say, as the rest of us, it's the best thing that I've ever done. 
It's the best thing. Not only knowing that He loves me, but me returning that love to Him is the best thing. If I could impose on you, would you stand, please? I wonder how many of you would be willing to join me today in not just one or two, but hopefully a great percentage of the people in this place today. Would you be willing to step out of your seat, come down to this altar to say to the Lord, Jesus, if I've strayed from my first love, if my first love is waning, I want to I wanna go back. If you're here today, and again, maybe you'd say, I, I, I've never fallen in love with Jesus before, preacher, then, then I'd invite you to come. I'd invite you to the greatest experience in all of the world of of falling in love with Him and knowing that He loves you. You say, I, I don't really have anything to offer Him. I don't really have anything all that attractive to cause Him to want to love me. And <laughs> that's the great beauty of this today. I don't think there's a verse that says it exactly this way. There is a song. I don't think there's a verse that says it exactly like this. But I know the Bible is full of this principle all throughout. And that is, come as you are. (laughs) Come just like you are. If you're broken, He says, come, I love you. If your life's a mess, He says, come, I love you. If you think you've got something to give him, you probably don't have as much to give him as you think you do. And to you, he still says, come. Because I love you. In the name of Jesus. Some of you are already doing it, but can I encourage the rest of you right now? Would you just begin in your own way to express to him today? I want to go back to my first love, Jesus. I want to fall in love with you again or I want to fall in love with you for the first time. I I want to know what it's like to be in love with you. I don't want to know about religion. I don't I don't know I don't want to just know about religion and the doctrine of a church or a religion. I I want to know you. I want to know that you love me and I want to return that love. I pray God for those that the circumstances and situations of life have come against that love that have diminished that love disappointments and failures and mistakes that have caused that love to wane some that God today you would help us all to go back that you would renew and revive in us that first love in the midst of our 
in the midst of our faithfulness, in the midst of our dedication and commitment and, 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 and consecration, we would not overlook the fact that we started all of this by falling in love with you. We love you because you first loved us. We love you. We're able to love you simply because you first loved us. I didn't initiate loving you, Jesus. It wasn't my idea to love you. My love for you is a response to your unwavering, undying love for me. I want to fall in love with you all over again, Jesus. I don't want my love to be the least bit diminished. I don't want my love for you to grow cold. Renew it. Help somebody today, Lord, who, like the natural situation where Mary and Joseph left, help us to go back to where we've left you. Help us to go back to where we've left you, Jesus. We didn't get here by accident. We're not where we are by accident. It started at our departure. Whenever that was, we, we probably didn't even recognize it. I, I probably can't pinpoint the moment that, I, that my love started growing cold. I, I probably can't go back to the spot, to the day in which the departure started. I, I just know where I've arrived at and I want to go back to where I was. I just recognize that my love's not what it should be. So wherever it was that that started, I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to go back to what it was like when I first knew you. The joy and the peace that I had in spite of the circumstances in my life. My life wasn't perfect when I fell in love with you. My life wasn't all grand and great when I fell in love with you. There was pain and suffering. There were difficulties. But all of that faded away because I fell in love with you. Take me back, Jesus. Take me back, Jesus. Take me back. with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. Oh, it is ours. I feel protected. It is ours. 
never disconnected in his arms I feel oh no place no place I'd rather be no place I'd rather be Lord in his arms I feel Never disconnected in his arms I feel there's no place no place I'd rather be Thing I've 